The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that peppermint is both a powerful aphrodisiac and a severe laxative for armadillos? So if you ever see an armadillo in gastric distress with a huge boner, it probably ate a whole bunch of wild peppermint. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. For more armadillo-related facts, to unlock bonus content, and find out how you can get our episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become. I'm sorry. Sorry. We literally have not even started the episode yet. That was great. I was like watching it go down and like, well, how is he going to set it down really softly? <laughs> cool. Not at all. Not even going to try. Fuck your intro. <laughs> Do you want to try again? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters 38 through 43 of Lord of Chaos, book six of The Wheel of Time. Last time. It's a long one. I'm going to warn you up front. (laughs) Egwene gets called back in by the little tower, who totally out her is on that whole fake Aes Sedai thing. But the wise ones are just super cool about it and brush it off. Just kidding. They take turns beating the ever-loving crap out of her. Ah, you'll be crazy, right? <laughs> uh, having made amends with the wise ones for some reason, Egwene violates some ancient taboos by entering the dream physically, which I'm sure will have no long-term consequences of any sort. She then hops over to Saladar and gets Amarland, because that's a thing that could just happen now. They intend to use her as a puppet, but she's having none of that shit. She's like, there's a new queen in town, bitches, and also my friends are all Aes Sedai now. (laughs) So it's time to get NDA back together and put him to work. Meanwhile, due to some barely competent eavesdropping, Rand uncovers the location of the little tower at Saladar, a.k.a. the world's worst-kept secret, and he's just super chill about it. Also, just kidding, he decides to teleport the band of the Red Hand onto their doorstep to pick up his girlfriend and walk her home across several hundred miles of potentially hostile territory. I'm sure it's going to be fine. (laughs) Chapter 38, A Sudden Chill, Icon of the Dice. So Matt heads on into Saladar. Uh, He leaves his army behind him because people take it the wrong way when you march an army down their main street. And... It turns out that Ulver at one point has tried to knife Avienda. Yeah. Which I, I think Avienda likes that. Like, you know, that's. I was super worried that, about that. That's this. how you make friends with Avienda. <laughs> I was like, no, this is how Ulver's going to die. But it's like, no, Avienda actually finds it endearing. Well, she says Ulver seems to make her uneasy. I don't know what that's about. Well, it's. I think that Matt thinks that uh, Ulver makes her uneasy. And what I learned from this chapter is that Matt is terrible at interpreting every situation. Fair Good enough. point. Right. I, I think Matt, it more Matt, like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Matt spends a lot of his thought process thinking about how Avienda feels, and he's wrong every time. That's right. That's very true. I had to wonder, and I could be totally wrong, I could be reading too much into it, but I wonder if it makes her uneasy thinking about children because she has a little dragon in her. Oh, man. Oh, man. oh I hope not. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I'm assuming they didn't use any protection. I mean... In their sex igloo. They don't have to, right? <laughs> on the yeah, other side of the world. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a wizard condom or something, right? No, they're on, like... they, 
<laughs> a little wizard hat. <laughs> yeah. They're in a different time zone. It doesn't count if you're in a different time zone. Right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't get pregnant in a different time zone. Everyone knows that, Alice. What? <laughs> but yeah, Oliver has a, an Aiel grudge, I guess, which is tricky since there's going to be Aiel all over the place. I'm assuming it's because the Aiel killed his family, right? Uh, he's killed his dad, apparently. Mm. I think his mom died of yeah. natural causes. He died of sad poorness. Yeah. <laughs> Disease and starvation, the things that happen to people who yeah. are refugees. So they find Saladar all right. Uh, it does not match Rand's description. There's 300 plus Aes Sedai there, and they seem to be taking care of business, and oh yeah, they have an army. Yeah, yeah. this is this is great, because Matt sends out his his scouts, his little horse thief folks, and the way they know that they found Saladar is a bunch of their people just disappear, and they're like, oh yeah, warders do that. They just <laughs> right, ninja yeah. our people off into the woods. Sounds like warders. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, I am very happy, I know we've said this before, but Jordan has eliminated the need for travel chapters. <laughs> right. The armory is just like in Saladar. It's like, okay, we can get on with it. That's that's great. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a spell that allows the author to skip travel chapters. <laughs> it's interesting though, too, because we see Matt has to adjust his uh, tactics when mm-hmm. they when they get get all this new information. And I like that. I like seeing Matt having his his general knowledge. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. an idiot about a lot of things, but he, like he is spot on when it comes to military stuff, right? Yeah. He's like set up defenses. They're like, well, you know. Why? He said, well, if we're setting up defenses, they know we're not going to attack them, so they won't attack us. Mm -hmm. It's a good reasoning. Yeah. His approach is solid. Don't piss him off. (laughs) Right, yeah. And so he personally heads into Saladar with Avienda and Chel Vannon. Still one of my favorite characters. Oh, I know. Yeah, the 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 horse thief who rides like a sack of sweat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which I can't. I'm try every time they I read that phrase, I like stop and I try and imagine what that looks like, but I I can't I can't picture it. Yeah, I, I, when the scouts are reporting back, they're all like, you know, two of them didn't make it back, and you know, I saw the forest come alive and take my buddy, but Shell Vannon made it all the way into the city and back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. The unsung hero, right? Yeah. So they just sort of walk right in. and uh, Matt um, notices Bergie, which is really cool. He can't put a name to her, but he's like, she looks familiar. Yeah, because he's not good at the whole thinking thing, but he does know who that is. And is Birgitta still, like, bound to obey him? Oh, that's a good question, because of the horn. He's the horn blower. Oh. So that's a good question. I, my suspicion is that all of this has... Uh, Birgitta, at least, thinks that this has disconnected her from the wheel, which by... Association would mean that she'd be disconnected from the horn, I suspect. You would think, except we don't but know what the rules are. Yeah, yeah, that's based on absolutely no she's information. She's still Birgitta here. Also, Birgitta might not be disconnected from the wheel. She might just be, like, outside of the dream. I, I've been thinking about this. Like, can't Egwene just put her back in the dream with that whole, like... Oh, uh, yeah. She has the ability to do that. But, yeah, I mean, maybe if she gets called out, she'll just get sucked sucked away from wherever she is right now. Maybe that's the way to solve this problem. He just blows the horn and she's like, oh, all right, I guess I'm fixed now. <laughs> right, yeah. Everybody, 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 okay, just go home. I just wanted to fix this thing with Birgitta. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> I just think it's funny that he recognizes her and it's difficult to tell. I mean, obviously he should recognize her from the time he blew the horn and she was there talking to him. But And, and he saw her ride her horse out onto the the bay oh, and shoot right. a silver arrow that lit a ship on fire. That's right. He, in like the most epic Valkyrie way. And he's like forgotten that, I guess, right? Yeah. But wait, that was was that that was during the dagger times though, right? And he says that a lot of his memories from back then are a little hazy. No, he had been fixed by the time. Oh, was it post dagger time? Wasn't No, that was before dagger time because that was after Paddenfane had stole the dagger. And mm-hmm. just when they found it and the Horn of Valir, then the Shanshen were about to kill them. That's when they blew the horn. Okay. 
And then it was shortly after that that they... Right, immediately after that was dagger dagger fixing time. Right. So he could recognize her from that, or he could recognize her, I guess, from a past life? Well, she would have looked different, probably. Oh, that's a good point. Well, I mean, if if there's a certain way that she looks in Legend, that means that she looked that way when she was in the world, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not exactly sure how Maybe when she's reincarnated, she always looks kind of the same? I think she always does look the same. Right? They mentioned the the blonde hair and the braids and the, yeah, the archery. Yeah, yeah and Guidal Kane is always short and stocky and ugly and dark mm-hmm. haired. So as he ambles up to the little tower, the Aes Sedai swarm Avienda. This, yeah, this made me uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable too because he, like Matt's thinking, ha ha, I wonder if she's going to stab her way out. And I was thinking... I wonder if she's going to stab her way out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, that that is not out of the realm of possibility, and that would be real bad right, for everyone, right? She's right? an epically powerful channeler, too, so it's not like they could necessarily control her. That wasn't what made me uncomfortable. What made me uncomfortable is that they immediately tried to take possession of her, which oh. is completely in character for the Aes Sedai, but that still bugs me. Yeah, this is this is like blood in the water. It was, it, was, it was kind of creepy the way they were swarming her. I mean, it's a cult. It really is in a lot of ways. But we also find out uh, Nicola has a minor talent where she can see Tavaren. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And, okay, hear me out. This could be why she's acting so weird about Nynaeve because, as we know, <laughs> Nynaeve is Tavaren. Right, Hashtag yeah. Nynaeve is Tavaren. Yeah, <laughs> wake up, sheeple. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would, make, that would make a kind of sense, yeah. But Robert Jordan just doesn't want to admit that. Right, right. So it's, uh, you know. It's Tavarin, not Taver Women. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, that... wait, what? That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. So Matt heads in to see Egwene and pulls a classic Matt cock up. <laughs> oh, God. I, I lo- I, but I love that like, Nynaeve's greeting is like, what the fuck are you doing here? It's like classic Nynaeve. She sees Matt. She hasn't seen him in a long. She's like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Not like, hey, it's good to see you. Yeah, no. I'm glad you're alive. Last time I saw you, you were... So pre-Super uh, Matt, but like post-Poison Matt. Yeah, because they don't realize that he has the Foxhead medallion and what it does either because they try to use the power on him. Yeah, that's this, right. This pissed me off, actually. I mean, sure, he, he he barged in there and was being his typical douchebag self, yeah. but they immediately try and manhandle him with the power. Everything about this scene pisses me off because he walks in and he's expecting to see the Amarlin and he sees his old teenage buddy from back home sitting behind the Amarlin seat and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. He's like, once again, he's trying to like help them out. He miss, he does not understand the situation, but yeah. he's all he's doing is coming at it from a place of trying to help because he sees her doing something incredibly risky and dangerous, and they just treat him like shit again. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, but also, you know, he he. he I, mean, I don't know. I just I just feel like. You know, he's a, a, a two on the douchebagometer, and they're like a ten. I, I guess it depends on what they're trying to do. Like, if they're just like, you know, trying to put a wall up so he can't like manhandle them yeah. or whatever, maybe. I, guess, I think they were probably, just like they did last time, they were trying to pick him up with the power and and put him in his place. Uh, I suppose that's true. But I, I, unfortunately, that's kind of the way that the Aes Sedai are structured, right? Like, their whole thing is, if you don't do what we say, we're going to like yeah. overpower you with Well, they're magic. bullies. Yeah. But it doesn't work on him, and he just, uh, I guess, kind of embarrasses himself, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a little in the wrong here, because that's very, like, what's the word? He's very full of himself that he'll walk in and be like, oh, ladies, you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Let me make you stop doing that, which mm-hmm. is obnoxious, but they're way more obnoxious about it. Yeah. It's, well, it's also just that he, like, he refuses to let them explain. Every time they try and explain, he, like, cuts them off. It's like, no, you listen. You're mm-hmm. doing, you know, it's like, 
just, just come on, man. You it know? was supposed to be funny. No, it was definitely a comical scene, but you know, it's it was also uh, very uncomfortable for me because uh, you know, embarrassing humor makes me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. 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 So, chapter thirty-nine: possibilities. I kind of the wheel of time. So, Egwene and Matt, after they finally manage to make Matt understand that Egwene actually is the Amarlin seat. And Nynaeve kicks someone in the butt, which is, of course, classic Nynaeve. Right, yeah. She kicks Matt in the butt so hard that he's limping like an hour later. Yeah, she must have kicked him really hard. Or, or like, right in the spot, you know? Oh, like in the coccyx? (laughs) They, uh, basically, Egwene and Matt have a warning competition where Matt says, what you're doing is super dangerous, you gotta watch out. And Egwene says to Matt, you should watch out. (laughs) Yeah. You You should keep your mouth shut and do what I say. Yeah, Matt fails a bunch of diplomacy rolls. Yeah, I think they're both half right. I think they should both keep their mouths shut, and neither of them should do what the other one says. <laughs> That's true. They're both bad. They, they're both bad ideas. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're not sweating. They know the trick, which they say is not connected to the power. Okay, I was thinking about this a lot, right? Yeah. So that means there's something theoretically that you and I should be able to do right here, right now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes. I was like, I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> they're, yeah, just, they're, they're, they're just concentrating, right? They're, they're ignoring the heat. Is that something you can do that makes you stop sweating? Is that a thing? I don't think so. It's it's like a mind over matter thing, right? That's the idea? Yeah, but the the sweating is a function of your body regulating heat by by automatically sweating for the evaporation, right? Which happens in your hypothalamus or something, right? If you don't sweat, there are people that can't sweat and they they can overheat and die if they're not careful. So does that mean that... So if all they're doing is stopping themselves from sweating, does that mean they could overheat and die as a result of their their little concentration trick? That's why they have to pant. Like oh, that's why Aes <laughs> yeah. and I are always I panting. I always panting. got their tongue hanging out. It's the way of regulating. Yeah. As Matt was walking down the street, he noticed some Aes Sedai lying in the shade of a building <laughs> the way they do during the hot hours of the day. <laughs> <laughs> because due to, the, due to their mental trick to avoid the cold, they yeah. aren't able to regulate their body heat. <laughs> it's got to. It has to be. It has to be connected to the power. It does not make any physical sense if it's not. No, you're right. I mean, uh, I was like... Within minutes of like Googling this to see if there's anything, any truth to this at all. <laughs> like, no, this doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that with a Google. I wish. I wish. If I could have any power in, in any of these books, it would be that. Just if, think. Ignore the heat. I mean, we've talked about this before. Think about how much you would save on electric, um, on air conditioning, know, right? right? Could, uh, like, could you go to the Antarctic or something and not get frostbite by ignoring the cold? I mean, maybe, right? I mean, that <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I, well, for what it's worth, Jeff, I had the same thought as I was reading this. It's like, what? Anyone can do this? How can I do this? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Elaine totally rejects Matt's offer slash order to take her back. Yeah. He's more polite than I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I thought mean, he was going to be like, hop on, toots, I'm riding you back to Camelon. <laughs> he's only, he, like, he is and he isn't, though. Does, doesn't he literally say at some point, if I will take you with me if I have to tie you up and throw you over a saddle. But they say that. Yeah, he does say that. that that's not, I mean, like, that's, you know. Uh, it was hyperbole. <laughs> oh, I could buy that. I could buy that. He probably doesn't, probably doesn't mean that, right? Probably. <laughs> He's probably just expressing how important it is to him that she come back to Camelot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But Egwene has a plan to use Matt in her schemes. And that's that's so Aes Sedai of her. Everybody around her gets gets caught up in their plans and webs. Egwene is really impressing me. Like, she's yeah. thinking very tactically. It's not something you'd expect from somebody who a year ago, two years ago, was a 16-year-old farm girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Egwene does a lot of things that don't make me very happy, but her as the Amelin so far has been interesting to read because yeah. she's so good at, like, 
managing all these, juggling all these situations. You know? She's capable and she doesn't let herself get cowed by the other Aes Sedai, which I think is a tremendous asset if you're going to be the Omerlin. Mm. I think it's good that she had that ex- all those experiences with the wise ones because it seems like that's really toughened her up in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, despite uh, knowing that there's a plan, it is another secret plan that we don't know anything about, which I find annoying. <laughs> well, we know they're going to Abu Dar. Yeah, apparently off screen they decided the that Elaine and Nynaeve actually were going to go to Abu Dar after all. Okay, I'm sorry. I got this is bothering me. This like side quest thing because sure we make the connection like that makes a lot of sense. Like the weather is awful, and having something that can control the weather would be very valuable. I don't think he planted enough of that ahead of time before they just randomly started looking for fuck all they didn't even know what and then then they figured out okay must be a bull that controls the weather i don't think it was set up well you don't think so i don't know i mean they talk about how shitty the weather is but there's never any discussion before that of like man i sure wish we could find a way to control the weather that would save the world it's true and yeah they might even put two and two together because this happened before right the weather was cold for a long time until Rand killed the devil the first time. That's right. And then it was better. Mm-hmm. So he, he could have put two and two together. Like there's got there's got to be something I can do about the weather. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I mean even they didn't know that when they're doing their silly little super convenient to the plot. Like oh, I need to find something right. Like the traveling. Yeah. Like what, what do I did. need? <laughs> what do I need? I don't even know. Like and then they just stumble across something. They're like oh the weather that's useful. Well, mm-hmm. uh, yes and no. I I, th- I feel like every three pages there's a reference to things dying all around them. Sure. Like they're they're like oh. Oh, there's there should be green here. Oh, but all the trees are dead. You know. Yeah. So I, I do I do think that there's like a lot of it's subtle. There, but there's nobody's like the world is ending. But I think every every time they introduce a setting, it's they're talking about how oh, everything is dying. I think Alice is onto something here. There's no Aes Sedai committee to fix the weather. Right? That's true. In either of the towers. Well, know? they're they're busy with their own like and, things, right? Oh, sure. It's just if this was so important, then Alice is right. They should have set it up more with people trying to do something about it. Like Rand hasn't tasked any of his researchers with with fixing the weather or something and they never made anything out of the the sea people being the wind talker people who can manipulate the weather there was never any discussion about like wow that's really useful we should reach out to them and see if we can develop that would make storytelling sense if they're if rand is like you know maybe elaine tells rand at some point the sea people can control the weather and rand's like oh i better go meet with them and then he like goes to them and meets with them and is like, I need you guys to fix the weather. Yeah, because Elaine never even thinks, even though she has seen them do it, she knows that ability is there. I don't think she ever thought to herself, as far as we know, boy, I sure wish that I could learn how to do that or we could learn how to do that and use that because people are dying. I thought she did learn how to do it a little bit when she was with the sea people. She did, but they never talk about actually using it to help solve this huge problem. I think mm. they did, actually. I, I'm, I'm, I don't remember when. But I think it was in this book early on. Elaine says something like she's looking... To see if there's any, like, because she can see those those things. And there's nothing like that because it's not being done with the power or something like that. I think she says something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I mean, I, I still think it would be worth trying for sure. Yeah. It just felt very abrupt to mm. me. I was going to talk about this later, but since we're on the subject, I also think it's actually kind of dumb that they're sending Elaine to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Nynaeve, for sure. And really, any other... <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, no, it totally meets the Nynaeve requirements. It's important there might be high extreme danger involved, and it's in a city with nobody they care about. Because <laughs> if, if, if the naive bomb goes off, <laughs> right. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. There'll be some flutter. Yeah. But 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 Elaine's. This is one of those things where okay, why is 
like the king of a country not going around like solving every little problem. Elaine needs to be in Camelin. Her, like her going on this field trip is irresponsible as a ruler. Yeah. Like she she can save way more lives and help way more people in a way that nobody else can just by going to Camelin. And right? probably uh, bond with Rand, bond the Saladar Aes Sedai with Rand a lot better. But but her going to Ebudar uh, to get this bull. I buy it for Nynaeve. I think that's a terrible idea for them to send Elaine. Just because she wants... She, I think she just wants to go, you know? Yeah. It feels out... I want to say it feels out of character for Elaine because she does talk about the importance of having rulers. So you'd think she would want to step up, but she has not ever indicated that. Yeah. She know, She knows now that all she has to do to do is go to Camelot and she will be like on the throne. Rand has said as much. And yeah. she should feel a sense of responsibility towards doing that, but she never indicates that. She sure doesn't. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's really interesting. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm sure that there's no like narrative explanation for it. It's just the way the character is written. But to me, it, it actually kind of bugged me as I was, you know, reading her being like, Oh no, I'm not going there just because you tell me to go. I'm going to Ebudar because I'm going to save this bowl or whatever. It's like, no, you need to go to Camelin and right, save yeah. all these people. Yeah, they could send another five Aes Sedai in your place. It'd be fine. Yeah, and they have Nynaeve, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Nynaeve the- needs a leavening influence. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, was, I was thinking you can't send Egwene because she's the Amarillan seat now. Who do you send with Nynaeve? Mm. Who would go with Nynaeve? Yeah, right. Okay, maybe I just talked <laughs> myself out of it. Maybe it has to be Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that does make sense to me, though, about her going is Elaine is kind of setting herself up as, like, the mechanical one, you know, it's true, the technical yeah. one. Yeah, she does tear on real. Yeah, yeah, the Donatello. Yeah, oh, definitely. And or who was it from the A team? Who you said she was? Oh, uh, B A Baracus. B A Baracus. And also, she's like, I, she was, she was like wanting to hang out with Matt because she wants to reverse engineer his amulet, uh, amulet thing. And I was like, that's a great idea. Everyone should be wearing those stupid things. I don't like this idea. No? Because I like Matt, and I don't want Matt to lose his special power. No, he should keep it, right? But, but if she figures out how to make it, she might be able to circumvent it. Oh, I suppose that's true. And then he'll be back to the old getting messed up by Aes Sedai every time he meets them because he can't keep his stupid mouth shut. <laughs> I was thinking more like it'd be useful to have a bunch of people who are wearing the little Aes Sedai armor or whatever. The magic armor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. So if they wore the amulet, could they could they ignore the heat? Would that still work? No, oh, that's a good question because it's not—it's not tied to the one power, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Matt has sworn to bring back Elaine. So since she's going to Ibudar, he's just going to have to go with her. God damn it! Pulled into that NDA bullshit again. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I—I'm a little miffed about that because I think Matt's way cooler now that he's leader of the general, the band of the Red Hand. A little bit less cool than adventurer Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. there's better uses of his time. Right. Yeah, speaking of, right, having, you know, Elaine should go to Camelot and Matt should be the general of the Red Hand. Mm-hmm. But then Egwene meets with Sherium and she's doing politics. And uh, her plan is she's going to use the band's presence to goad the Saladar Aes Sedai into movement, which is, you know, pretty useful. You know, use what comes to your hand. Yeah. And the, there's a, yeah, so Egwene's still doing all this, this faction juggling, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it feels a little bit out of character to me. Because she was a farm girl two years ago. Yeah. And she spent a lot of time with the Aiel who have their own kind of politics. They don't really do this factionalism thing. That's a good point. But, you know, she's got Swan working with her, so maybe she's just a quick learner. And she spent a whole lot of time with Moraine. I think that was what she was doing. Is like she, she spent like a whole, oh, yeah. maybe two yeah. whole books just like, you know, hanging out directly with Moraine, like absorbing her. And I think Moraine is probably better at the stuff than anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that, that, that's where I think she gets it. 
Well, more rain. Yeah, right. Pour one out. So they're still being like dumb about this secrecy thing with Brigitte, and it's getting frustrating. Like, Egwene knows who Brigitte is. Yes. And they just like, they're pretending she doesn't know. And they they know she knows, but they can't talk about it because they they promised. promised. Yeah. Eh. There's something else interesting here, though. They're talking about talents, right? And uh, they want to talk with Megedian about talents, which is, which is important. Uh, but they're talking about traveling as a talent. But we know now that traveling is not a talent, right? Yeah, what's the difference between a talent and a thing you can learn? Well, that's a good question. I mean, they, they, they okay. called traveling a talent. And they Egwene's said just, got delving as a talent, right? Remember the Shanshin like that? Being about able her? to find the, the medals or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, I wonder, is that something... Did she have that talent because she's particularly strong with fire and earth? Or is that something anybody that can is strong with fire and earth can learn? That's what I was wondering. Is how many of these talents with a capital T are just things that people forgot how to do, and now that now if you learn how to do them, yeah, I'm confused because Nicola has the uh, the foretelling and the the Taveran finding, right? So can yeah, I don't know. Can anyone learn that? I wonder. That's just something that that I was I was thinking about as I was reading that. Mm-hmm. Chapter forty: unexpected laughter. I kind of loot. So Matt meets up with Tom, who talks a little bit of sense at him. Yeah, maybe maybe Tom can help Matt understand how dumb he's being. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody can help Matt. <laughs> I mean, Matt Matt respects Tom mostly. I mean, actually, he kind of doesn't. He kind of doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't respect him. <laughs> he, I mean, he spends most of this conversation thinking about what does the stupid Gleeman know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. This crazy old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom tells him this story about a, a bootmaker's wife, which is. It's kind of a weird story, right? It's a little weird, yeah. But I, I, it, it feels very like Jordan romance, right? This <laughs> this couple who abuses each other, and that's just like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like the funny end to it because he thought he was rescuing her from an abusive husband, and it turns out that she was the abusive one. Yeah, or, yeah. That, or that they're both equally abusive. Yeah. So maybe they're so <laughs> square. They're perfect for each other. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but at least his advice is solid. Is the, where he gets to eventually is you should help the person do what they want to do, not what you want them to do, which I think is eh, probably pretty solid. Hmm. Really? You thought so? God, it read a little a little chauvinist to me because he says basically let them do what they want and just try and protect them. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit, I guess. But if if the end result is that he's helping them do what they're trying to do, then I guess that's better than the alternative, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like... You're probably right that that's what he's saying. Like, he doesn't mean it like, oh, there's nothing you can do. Women be crazy. But, like, in the case of Tom specifically, I think they could they could really do with his advice. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I and they're, think... they're putting him in this weird, like, servant, like, reconnaissance role is su- super odd. That's not what Tom's about. And not, yeah, not a good use of his talents again, right? But I think, I think to your point, Matt definitely it, it looks at it that way. He talks about, oh... These, these, uh, he says something like they would, uh, they'd climb a tree in a lightning storm to get a closer look at the lightning. Like he, he sees them as idiots, which is, we know they're, they're not, you know, they, wow. well, <laughs> they walk into dangerous situations on occasion, but it's mostly because they know how to deal with those situations. Right, mostly. Yeah. It's mostly because they are the danger. <laughs> they're the most dangerous monster in the room. Uh, but he delivers Maureen's letter to Tom. Yeah. Hmm. I know, and right? Tom isn't that surprised to get it, but he's a little sad. Yeah, he doesn't open it, which you know, I, I, I'm sure he has some idea of what's in there. He's 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 a very wise and like intuitive person, so I'm sure he has some idea of what's going on there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he convinces Matt basically to 
stick around and, and tag along for the Ibudar adventure. I think it's funny that Matt still hasn't figured Tom out. Like, come on, yeah. Matt. He's like, how does a Gleeman have a coach or something like that? He's like, dude, have you not put this together yet? <laughs> yeah, right. He's all, Matt is always the last one to any party, isn't he? <laughs> That's very true. But in his defense, I think it's because a lot of the time he spent with Tom was when he was still dagger crazy. So he might just not remember It's true. Lot. Maybe he doesn't actually know who Tom is, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. He, he, he like barely remembers him or something like that. Yeah. So then we get a, a little bit of stuff from Elaine's perspective. And uh, Elaine is still, like you said, hiding Birgitta's identity from Egwene. And they all think it's stupid. But it's important to Birgitta. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we find out some real specific stuff here about Aes Sedai hierarchies. And since Elaine is now a fully ranked Aes Sedai, she outranks a lot of Aes Sedai because of her power level. Yes. She like automatically jumped into the top echelon of Aes Sedai in terms of authority. Yeah, they think they say it's a function of like the, how powerful you are and how how long you were a novice accepted and, and novice. accepted. And by all those parameters, Elaine is very strong because she was a, a yeah. novice and accepted very short amount of time. Yeah, that I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a good plan to me. No, it's dumb. I, I, I find this hierarchy stupid and, and frustrating for people who are supposedly so like clever and, and strategic. Mm -hmm. This is just, and yeah. For this, this whole chapter, Matt has been thinking, I better keep Avienda from stabbing Elaine because she's going to stab him because women be crazy over boys. Right. But if, if Avienda finally meets Elaine mm -hmm. and they have a serious talk, uh, Avienda offers to let Elaine kill her. Well, no, she offers to let Elaine spank her. Oh, she, yes. Yeah, she takes off her top and hoists up her skirts. Yeah, she takes off her clothes and mm -hmm. everyone sees everything. It's super hot. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you can spank me if you want. Mm -hmm. Or use the knife, I guess. Yeah, or use the knife. <laughs> if you want to do the knife. Yeah. And she just lays it all out there. She's like, look, I was drawn like a, ma a moth to the dragon D flame <laughs> and I sampled the dragon D a little bit. Just a little bit. The one time. Or mm -hmm. I love Randall Thorin once I let myself lie with him. Yeah. The same thing. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which Elaine, of course, is surprised and not super happy about, but she knows the deal, yeah. right? Because she's seen the prophecies at this point. Then she does hesitate at a minute, looking at that knife, like, maybe. No, like, no, maybe. no. I shouldn't <laughs> maybe. I mean, just a little. No, no. Come on, Elaine. Come on. No. <laughs> just like, stab her a little bit. Not enough to kill her. I can always heal her, you know? Right. I'm an Aes Sedai. Or somebody heal. can heal her, probably. Yeah. I mean, probably not me. I'm not that good at healing. Them. But they kind of team up. They team up in love. Yeah, except then Elaine lets it slip that there's a third woman. Yeah, right. And Avienda <laughs> immediately suggests they team up and kill her. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. But no, they're, they're like, no, no, we're going to be sister wives. It's cool. Yeah, and they're besties now. I guess they. I guess Avienda is not as close to Elaine as she is to Egwene, right? I that's didn't think right. about it because she doesn't see Elaine as a near sister or whatever, right? Yeah. Elaine did not go among the Aiel. Yeah. But she she was doing everything that she was doing for Egwene's sake, I suppose. But uh, so in short, they work it out. They're gonna they're gonna share it. I mean, are they? That's, Isn't that what they decided? That's what they decide, yeah. She's like, I have to I have to know you better so I can know if we can be sister wives. That's what she says. Yeah. But she says, was she the only one of the three who was normal? Because Avienda and Min, she says Avienda would consider sharing him. Min was ready to share him. Am I the only normal one of the three? Which to me implied that she was not willing to share. That's what she considers normal. I think that it is an idea that makes her uncomfortable because it is different than the culture she is used to. 
But I think she is open, trying to open her mind to the idea. That's my read on it. Yeah. But it makes her uncomfortable for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. In what worlds could a queen, I mean, even Ranland, what worlds could a queen be a one-third wife? Could, if she's a future ruler, if she's thinking like a future ruler, how does she think this could possibly work? I don't think she's thinking like a future ruler in anything she's doing right now. That's, a, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. What is she thinking? She's <laughs> thinking with her little Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> but with, if, with her little lion throne. <laughs> <laughs> is anything in life ever simple, Avienda? Not when men are involved. Elaine was not sure which surprised her more, to find that she was laughing or that Avienda was. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. End of chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besties. Chapter 41. A threat. Icon of Lion. Another men chapter. These are always fun. I love men chapters. Yeah, it is pretty good. So Min and the Saladar Aes Sedai have arrived in Camelin. That's and, right. Yeah, they're staying in an inn, and Min sneaks away from the Aes Sedai to meet Rand. She dressed up all nice to meet her dragon boy. That's pretty cute. Yeah. She's still wearing men's clothes, but they're like sexy men's clothes. <laughs> they're like pink with embroidered flowers and stuff. Yeah, this... Okay, I was just going to say, like, you know, I, I'm sure she looks very good. Like, you know, a, a tight pants and a well-cut coat can look very good on a woman. But, yeah. like, so Rand... This is... Rand has a harem, right? And it's like he's collecting baseball cards, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a queen... And he's got a badass warrior woman, and he's got one that looks like a boy. <laughs> she, he's got he's got this, the the coolest chick he's ever met, who's also a, a psychic, uh-huh. like who can read the one that he can just talk to. You know, she's not like a woman. He can just have bro talk with her. Yeah, like a boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, she's got she's yet let her hair grow out in ringlets. You know, but she kept it short still. Like a boy. Look, you know, he, he can have a variety of tastes, you know? I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him being into that. Sure, absolutely, right? It's just weird to me that that's considered, like, just one of the other options you collect. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, look, he just wants to make sure he covers all his bases. <laughs> right. Anyway, so. did anybody else feel that this was super awkwardly written and kind of gross? What? The whole, like, she shows up and sits in his lap and he's like, oh, you're just my friend. You sure are being nice, like, sitting in my lap and pretending you're into me. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> uh, this is just, like, really, yeah. This is, this okay, is, how stupid is this guy? Okay, how stupid is this guy? But also, this was so awkwardly written. Like, you were talking about how earlier, like, you were cringing at something. I yeah. was cringing this entire chapter. Really? It was really uncomfortable. Um Min, you're a friend. I don't think of you as a woman. And so she says, do I look like a boy? Min, I. Do I look like a man, a horse? In one quick stride, she reached him and plumped herself down in his lap. Min, he said aghast, what are you doing? (laughs) Convincing you I'm a woman, Woolhead. Don't I look like a woman? Don't I smell like a woman? She smelled faintly like flowers now that he noticed. Don't I feel? Well, enough of that. Answer the question, sheepherder. Yeah, I mean... It's a, it's a <laughs> Jeff ridiculous. is like clutching the chair with I the mean, awkwardness like, of it right like, now. Like, like, I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. But it, like, Rand is dense. Like, he, he he's 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 not picking up on anything. I mean, this is obviously like uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortably written. But it's because Rand is just like unable to pick up on anything, right? Uh, I mean, there's dense and then there's dense, right? Like, I'm dense. You know, there have been events in my life that I look back and I think, oh, now I know what was going on. That was stupid of me. But she literally says, I'm going to show you that I'm a woman, and jumps into his lap. 
Okay. And she like apparently like falls asleep in his lap at one point. Yeah, she curls up with him. While he's like in the throne room doing his thing. And she I know decides at, to take at, a nap. At one point she it said that she shifts in such a way that reminds him that she's a woman. Yeah. Which means she rubbed her butt on his dick, right? <laughs> what else can that mean? <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, there's, I, I assume that means that there's a little bit of grinding happening. Right? Nothing wrong with it. Great. Awesome. Love it. But but that's there's a subtext there that I think anybody should be able to pick up on. Oh, and it's so annoying, too, because she says, like, I want tears in your eyes when you say it. I think, like... I only heard it is. I will convince you I'm not a man or a horse. I want tears in your eyes. I want drool on your chest and stammer in your voice. You needn't think I won't make you pay. And Rand goes, Min, ha ha ha. It really is good to have you here. All you see is a mud fit from the two rivers. Like she keeps saying, like, I want you to want to fuck me. And he's like, oh, <laughs> she's just joking. I don't know. I read that as Min taking it to a real dark place. <laughs> I was like, you need to watch the fuck out, boy. She's going to kill you. I want you to be bleeding from your nose when you say it. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Rand's being all like melodramatic because he's been hanging out with Lan too much. He's like, you know, some people are just surrounded by death. And the only gift that you can give is to send the person away. And I was like, dude, shut up. Well, the thing is he makes the point that like he doesn't like any any woman who he gets really close to is going to immediately have this huge target on her back. But he doesn't seem to care about that in terms of Elaine and Avienda, right? No, he does. He, he sent Avienda away. Oh, I thought that was just because she was a bitch. Well, that too. But he says he sent her away because he he, he wants to keep her safe, and he won't, and he said that's why I won't let her come back. Come mm-hmm. back, and he says I won't be within ten miles of Elaine ever again. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. So when she comes back, he's planning to leave. I suppose that's the idea. He wants to plant her on the throne and skedaddle. Yes. Did y'all think it was a little out of character how his relationship with Min? Because he's acting like they're like the best friends that ever existed. There's none of the like crazy rand or the paranoid rand or the suspicious rand or any of that he's just like totally normal and friendly with her in a way he has not been with anybody in literally books even when he sees matt his old friend he's crazy my read is that the most of the crazy stuff happens around things influences that activate the crazy parts of him like Mm -hmm. men who can channel or like war battles and armies but min is not one of those things but it's like an old friend, sort of, that he, he met twice. Well, no, they traveled with, together for a long time, right? Didn't they? Did they? Did they? I don't remember. No, because they... they my, my recollection is they met in Barillon. They did, yeah. For like two minutes. One minute of which was her saying, we're going to get married someday. Oh, that's right. And then they left. They didn't... And then they left. And then men traveled with the Aes Sedai types. And then they... they she saw him while he was unconscious outside of fall. Yeah, and remember? Because she a, got naked in bed with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She cuddled with him while he was unconscious. And- right, yes. <laughs> They're they're teenagers. They got boners for each other. That happens. They're also Taveran, and Robert Jordan wants him to collect the whole set. <laughs> I suppose so. So it's got to happen. Um, she also delivers uh, another unhelpful letter from Elaine. Uh, no, God, this is getting. Let's roll my eyes, right? <laughs> An unhelpful letter that was also kind of like written in such a way to indicate that he should not get with men, right? Mm-hmm. That was like the the subtle subtext of that last line. I love her like a sister. I hope that you love her like I do or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I, honestly, I kind of like this reunion that they had. You know, this is a, a happy reunion, you know, old friends. I, this makes me happy be, for Rand because unlike every other person that he's friends with, this, this is a person who doesn't have any like strings attached, if that makes sense. Like yeah. Egwene is somebody that he hoped would be like, 
his confidant, but she's like deep in the Aes Sedai, right? Yeah. And Matt is well, Matt's Matt, you know? Right. It, it, yeah, he's not your he's not your reliable buddy. Yeah, and, and he has to be doing his like army thing. So Min is somebody that can be, I guess, that he can trust in a way that he can't trust just about anyone else. I guess the closest thing would for would probably be Tom, right? Yeah. He could yeah. have trusted Tom. If Tom were around, I think he'd probably feel comfortable confiding in it. I think he and even that's, says that's, a couple that's times. That's why Moraine sent Tom away. Oh, that's Remember? right. To detach this the his connection mm-hmm. from Yeah. So she could she could control him. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And I think that Rand has mentioned a couple of times that he wishes Tom were there. Because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, Tom would Yeah, Tom should come back to Camelot. I mean, we, we have speculated that Moraine's letter was about Tom's nephew, but could there be something in there about going back to Rand? Oh, oh maybe. maybe. It was right, very yeah. possible. Like, maybe she's oh, like, I know I'm going to die, so I need you to go yeah. help him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Actually, find out. That makes I a lot of sense, yeah. Uh, also, Either way, I love Min being back in the story because... Her, like, her readings and stuff are always my favorite things. Like, when she see, first sees Rand, she sees, like, a bunch of points of light going into the shadow, which I assume is... It's like, yeah, the good guys fighting the bad guys or something. And then, like, a bunch of purple and yellow and brown aura, which could be the taint that's around. Yeah, I think it's the madness. Yeah, these, that. they're abstract, but they seem pretty straightforward. But they're always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Lucerne is still doing his creepy head voice thing, you know? He's like... I feel like he's like this, like... What is it? Like your your senile racist granddad. You can he's gonna shout fucked up shit every now and then and you can ignore him most of the time, but you have to really make sure he doesn't get his hands on the car keys. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You gotta be careful with that guy. It's interesting though, Min is really, really useful. She gives a lot of information yeah. about all the I said I there in town and their yeah. motives and their their biographies. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very useful. Like she doesn't she doesn't seem to have conflicted loyalties at all. Yeah, yeah, she she immediately proves her 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 loyalty to him. I think, mm-hmm. and uh, these Saladar Aes Sedai that she gives him the the rundown on are much less aggressive than the Tower Aes Sedai, probably because they they've got better intel on Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're not doing any of the the bravado or any of the like. We're gonna you know cast some magic around you. Yeah, and they're gonna you. they're gonna butter up a little bit. In Aiel news, <laughs> Sulin is now Rand's personal servant. Yeah. I guess this is comedy. Is it? I, I couldn't. It didn't feel very funny to me. It felt a little sad, I guess. But yeah. But yeah, I, I, I guess I guess it could be humorous. But he, he reasons that this is a way to, to you know, because it makes her really uncomfortable. It's a way to increase her toe or, or, or decrease her, her toe. Rapidly. Decrease, yeah. Her, her rate of toe. Yeah, her, her toe per minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then Melaine in. Uh, visits to give Rand a little bit of advice and quickly bonds with Min. Yeah, it's interesting who the wise ones like. They like Berylina, they like Min. Yeah, I honestly, I don't see the connection. Just self-assured and... Uh, with your own talents, your own inherent talents. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, Min does a seeing on her accidentally, I guess, while she's sleeping. Oh, oh Rand? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pro tip. If, if, if a girl is like talking about how you, she wants you to see her as a woman and curls up in your lap and falls asleep, she's probably into you, dude. Mm-hmm. If anyone yeah. out there is listening, just uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a... Yeah, that's a big sign. Yeah. <laughs> women rarely get into the laps of, of people they're not into. Uh, grown women, that is. Or at least fall asleep in them. Yeah. But uh, Rand does not pick up the hint. No. He's like, oh, men, she's such a joker, curling up in my lap and falling asleep like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 42, The Black Tower, Icon of the Dragon. 
So Rand heads to the farm. But first he offers to take Min with him to his murder wizard school, and she's just not into it for some reason. Right, yeah. I thought oh, she weird. was cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, she gives him a good bye kiss, though, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah, Rand is worried about a conflict between uh, the Black Tower, as it's now known, uh, his school for murder wizards, and the Aes Sedai. Uh, who have spent the last 3,000 years trying to prevent people from building schools for murder wizards. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I just feel like this is going to be a problem. And he's like, why? I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, shit's getting real at the farm. You know, it's like he shows up and they're building new buildings. And they've got like, you know. Okay. I got to say, if you want to make sure people don't feel uncomfortable with your murder wizard school, Mm -hmm. the Black Tower is not the right name. Right? (laughs) I mean, like that's a... That's a really ominous name, you know? Yeah, like maybe like the Tower of Defense or the Tower of Protecting Good People. Or, or the Tower of the Ashaman, you know? He has this cool new get the Tower of Guardians, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. The Black Tower. They're like, oh yeah, you know, to balance the White Tower. Yeah, yes, but still though. I mean, to be fair though, it makes sense because the side, side R side in is always represented as yeah, white and black. It totally makes sense. No, no, I, I get why, why they named it that, but it still just has like these ominous undertones. Mm-hmm. Like you'd expect the... The Black Tower to be something that's in Child Goal or something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, the place is booming. It's got like hundreds of people there. Yeah. From they, all over. They said they have over a hundred uh, students there now, yeah, right? Yeah, and Tame mentions that he doesn't do the recruiting anymore. He's taught other people to travel and they're recruiting. Yeah, that's insane that he's found these guys who are so powerful they can travel. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I yeah. think he says that sometimes he has to send helpers with him to, like, a group of people to do it. I guess that means that they can yeah. work together. And this is all a reference back to how um, when the dragon is reborn, the pattern throws out a bunch of other guys who can channel, right? Like, that's the implication there? It, it could be, or it could be that oh, this is the yeah. first time that anyone's bothered to try teaching men to channel in, in I was wondering. a thousand years or whatever. This is just how many were always there? Yeah. But it would make sense if the... You know, what the pattern does is it gives the dragon what he needs. That's a good point. Maybe what, what, he, what he needs is guys that can channel. Yeah. yeah, he needs a wizard army. They give him a wizard army. Yeah, right? Like it gave him the Aiel, the, yeah. the super soldier army. Mm-hmm. That's true. So this made me realize why Erengar wants Loghain gentled again so much. Because men who can channel can sense other men who can channel. Oh. And she can channel like that. Oh, that's a good but, point. So that's why, you know, the Aes Sedai can't sense that she can channel. But Loghain could. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rand really should visit this place more because they don't even recognize him. Yeah. yeah, that one dude walks up and it's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the boss. I'm your boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even then he's not impressed. He's like, oh, whatever, fuck you anyway. Yeah, right, because that's how Tame's training him, right? Yeah, he's not doing, he does not have a good management style going on here. I mean, well, what's your goal here? I like, don't know. If, if your goal is to make these guys unstoppable killing machines inside a year, then you got to like kind of train them to kill people too, right? I not to give a fuck. Th- I think part of your goal should be to not let your manager in charge take over. Rand is not mm-hmm. thinking in that way. And and I, I agree with that. I think that Tame is uh, running a little wild with this. Yeah. I've, Tame has always been super suspicious. And after this chapter, he like, there's no way he has Rand's interests in heart, at heart. Mm, I, I can't tell. I, I wouldn't say that yet though. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence about him. I still think there's like an 80% chance he's a forsaken, so. <laughs> no, he's fucking creepy, though. Rand is like giving him orders and Tame shakes visibly, probably with rage, and then he just like goes back to himself. It's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, who knows how crazy Tame is? Yeah. That's a good point. If he's not a Forsaken. Yeah. The, which he is. The, <laughs> the only thing that's a little out of the ordinary is he starts, he's like going crazy and like screaming at himself. Um, and Well, screaming at Luz there. And, and Tame does get a little concerned and says something kind of nice. Like, yeah. you need to hold well, on. You need that, to keep it together. That was what made me think that Tame is probably not, like, against South Orc. Because if he, if he did, he wouldn't be thinking like that. I don't know. Ever. But he's creeping me out. He and Loghain both creep me the fuck out. Well, I think that that's reasonable, right? Like, they were both trying to be Rand in a mm-hmm. way, right? And yeah. he, he's the real deal. So, you know, the, the, I, 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 would, I would absolutely expect there to be jealousy there, you know, forever, right? But I don't think that necessarily means that Tame is like out to get him either. I think that's a right. good characterization on Robert Jordan's part yeah. that we are that divided and Yeah, even if he's not out to get Rand, he might he did say explicitly, I want a piece of your glory. That's yeah. what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is you know, he's building this organization to be loyal to him, not Rand. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because uh, you know, the real reason Rand is there is to hand out murder wizard merit badges. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He has his little. Yes, he gives. He speechifies a bit, and he he says that your new ranks are going to be soldier, dedicated, and ashaman. Right. Which, this does yeah. not go over well with anybody. Uh I think they. I actually think they like it. It's just that they're like in boot camp, and they don't. They don't applaud. They don't have any freedom. Yeah. Because he, he speechifies, and then they're all like, they like look at him and then leave. Mm. That was my read on it. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell. I know that Tame is really unhappy about it. And and that's weird because you know like who would be upset about having been named a defender against injustice, except a Forsaken. <laughs> just like well, it's, a, it's a power thing, right? Yeah. It yeah. can come from Tame, and Tame wants all the power to go through him. Yeah, yeah. And, and all of Tame's men just saw Rand bestow upon him. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So it, Rand did just like walk in and and make clear that Tame was second fiddle. Yeah. yeah. And and. Tame says that the reason he's upset is because of the of Rand allowing all these Aes Sedai in town, but that is clearly not true, right? Like, well, he, Tame really seems to want to start killing the Aes Sedai. Yeah. No, he, he's, he's like, there's Aes Sedai in the countryside. Why don't we kill them? Rand's like, no. What about those Aes Sedai in Camelot? Let's kill them. No. <laughs> what about some of the Aes Sedai in <laughs> I can make it look like an accident. Dude, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. Actually, I think this is probably a good move unintentionally by Rand is, is get all the Ashman together and, and make them watch him give a rank to Tame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I don't think it was it was uh, intended that way, but I think you're right that it probably uh, was a good thing, since especially since a lot of people there didn't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like or I care. said, he's got to visit this place more often. Yeah. Uh, but Especially if there needs to be a, a change in management. Right. Around Tame. Mm-hmm. But we do, you know, he turns out to be Grendel. It's probably Grendel. (laughs) But we do uh, learn something. I think you mentioned it briefly that there are red Aja in the countryside trying to hunt for recruits, his recruits and capture them, which is, yeah, yeah. that's kind of fucked up, right? On the one hand, Elida's making these overtures to try and get, you know, Rand on her side. But on the other hand, she's sending Aes Sedai to go like steal people that he's like, this is, this is, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is guaranteed to piss him off. Yeah. In fact, I, I think that this is, this might be a situation where Tame should be allowed to be turned loose on his eyesight in the countryside, you know? Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Yep. So chapter 43, the crown of roses. This is a, a brief one. Uh, this is Marana, who's the head of the uh, little tower Aes Sedai, who She returns from a meeting with Rand. And apparently it went pretty well, you know? Rand did his typical, like, 
I'm I'm the the Mongol Khan thing, you know, and and treated them with disdain. Uh, but that's what they expected, you know, and they're they're using a real soft touch with them. Yeah, I uh, and of course Min's cover is immediately blown. They're like, oh, she's clearly in love with this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we should be careful about what we say around her because he's going to tell him exactly what. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's too bad. I think she might be narcoleptic. She is sleeping an awful lot, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if I, I can't tell if she's sleeping because she's narcoleptic or just needs to sleep all the time, or if it's just that she's doing this so people say things thinking that she's not listening. I think it's because she's wearing those tight clothes and she's not breathing much. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll do it. Or I wonder if I wonder if seeing all of that kind of takes it out of her because we know using the power can sap your energy. Maybe it does, right. So, maybe energy. Yeah, even if it's not related to the power, maybe it does take up energy. And in that case, being around Aes Sedai who always have visions is probably really taxing for her. Because it's still super weird to me how she fell asleep in Rand's lap. I don't get that. Uh, I mean, she might just really, like, she might just real, really feel comfortable with him. And maybe she was just like, oh, this feels nice. In, they're in the throne room? Ah, man, yeah, that's a little weird. On his dragon throne? Yeah. Yeah. On his, his dragon D, on his dragon lap, on his dragon throne? That's right. I, I mean, if she's one of those people who can, like, nap anywhere, like, good for her. I wish I had that skill. Maybe she just feels, like, super safe in his arms. Yeah. His big, strong dragon arms. Mm-hmm. I miss naps. <laughs> Don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I have to say these eyes that I seem generally unprepared to deal with Rand. Like, I feel like they're kind of underestimating him in a lot of ways. I think their plan's going to work. You think so? Yeah, they're not insulting him. They're, they're giving him honor and they're not, they're trying as subtly as they can to tie strings to him in their eyes that I way, but they're not... Like trying to bribe him with a chest of gold or that kind of thing. I think I think that they're doing much better than the uh, the big tower, but I, I feel like their their plan is just as faulty because they're depending on him behaving in certain ways that I don't think he would. I guess maybe they're making the best play they possibly could. I don't think That's, there's really anything they could do. I, I think if they were smart, they would be cozying up to him directly instead of being like, we're going to manipulate him because I think that... I mean, maybe it's something I said I aren't are incapable of, but I think that they should approach him earnestly and be like, "We want to sign on. Yeah, mm-hmm. sign us up." The little tower is joining the dragon army. Yeah, they just don't know him well enough to do that, you know. Yeah, I suppose to that's basically true. swear fealty to him. Yeah, but we do see the, the. There's also a moment here where we see that. This stupid Aes Sedai hierarchy in practice. It's, I think it's the first time that we've seen it yeah. measured this way. Cause, yeah, because this Marana has a meeting with some of the other Little Tower Aes Sedai and also Viren and Alana, yeah. who are more on her side than they are on Elida's side, which is nice. For sure. I mean, I'm glad they're I'm glad they're doing that. But she says like, oh yeah, their power level is is very similar to mine. Different, difficult to tell. Uh, I know that they were novices for X number of years and accepted for X number of years because. Apparently every Aes Sedai knows that about every other Aes Sedai for some reason. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it's just like... It seems... And yeah, she does a little calculation over... And she thinks like, you know, I... I if Viren could take over this embassy if she wanted to because she outranks me because we're the same power level, but she's older than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, a reference to how old Viren is. Right. Um, okay. Uh, we know that... So that she's thinking about Alana, and she also thinks that Alana bonding... Rand without his permission was total bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that they agree with that. We that someone agrees with us that, that was really fucked up. And they discuss, you know, the best way to try and control Rand. Um, and they blithely assume that they're going to be able to control Rand. And so they start 
doing the same thing everybody else is doing and, and sending out their uh, feelers to do politics with all the nobles in Camelot. Yeah, this this felt very familiar. This is like identical to what the they're doing in in yeah. uh, Kyrian, right? Except the White Tower is doing it in Kyrian. Uh, the White Tower is doing. Are they? Oh yeah, the White Tower embassy is in Kyrian. Yeah, yeah. So there's. I, the, get, I know because he because he moves freely between them. It's really confusing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, in Kyrian they have the White Tower embassy who's sending feelers out to various nobles. Yeah, to try and basically and offering them. them the the rulership after Rand has gone to get eaten by the White Tower or something. Right. Which is a little presumptuous, in my opinion. Yep. So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 44 through 48 of Lord of Chaos. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. I don't have one of those. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light, light illumine you. you.